Welcome to episode 28 of the Monday Morning Podcast. This morning, Gabby, Harry, and Maddie discuss deathly depression, diabolical diagnoses, and the war against my precious jewel. It always works. Yeah. Welcome back Welcome to back. the back. It's Totally Fine and Mediocre Podcast. Totally Fine totally and Mediocre fine. Podcast. And we're They're so happy to death. be here that Maddie is already texting three seconds in <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> She's got other places to be. No, I'm actually so narcissistic that I'm bringing up our latest rating and review from Grateful Griever 420. Oh, oh hell my yeah. God. Dude, I got that. I forgot, oh. I forgot what the exact term was that they used, but sages of death. Sages yeah. of sages death. Sages of death. Hell yeah. I got, I got that tattoo. That's a good hey. band name. Sages of death. Yeah, okay. Coming soon. We'll we'll sit on that. Coming soon. What, what DPC in, band. What instrument are you guys going to play? I got piccolo. And, and Bass. Z- and zither. I... What? <laughs> Bass and cowbell. Nice. I'm thinking the finger... What are those? The symbols? Finger symbols. Finger symbols. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm more of the fingering uh, guy. I'm yeah. definitely vocals. Yeah, you're the vocalist. If you know me, you know I can't keep my fucking trap shut. Uh, hey, I didn't hey. say it. Hey. 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 The trap flaps. The trap flaps. But trap. I also <laughs> love to be a shredding guitar. Shredding guitar. <laughs> Who's drumming? Yeah, I don't know. All right, we might have to. Grateful Griever 420 <laughs> yeah. will be our drummer. And I actually really want to just start a band. That's kind of a dream of mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone's <laughs> out there listening... <laughs> it was hey musically ho. inclined. I think a podcast is is a band. This is the closest thing to a band I've ever been in. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're Ouch. just missing the melody and harmony. No, yeah, this is a band. This <laughs> yeah, is a you band. sighed like yeah. you were like, yeah. Back to texting. Ouch. <laughs> back <Cool>. to texting. <laughs> I, I don't text a goddamn person. Well, we're back. We're okay, back. we're back. We're back. And admittedly, it has been a second. Um, sure. We fell off not horribly our streak. Long. We had a winning streak. It's not our worst break. Not our not no, our worst. No, not no, our, no, no, not no, our no, best no. either. Um, but we are coming back yet again with our tail between our legs. To uh, no, my tail is flapping. Probably. Okay. You know what? Mine is too. Mine mine is high and mighty. Yeah. No more shame. No more shame. No more yeah. shame. Let's deconstruct shame, guys. Yeah, I'm dragging a hard upright tail. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm happy yeah. to be here. I'm wagging. You're wagging. Uh, I'm back on the wagon and I'm wagging. Red rocket. <laughs> yeah, ex- okay. right, right to the moon. Okay. That's <laughs> how e- that's how excited we are actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Red rockets flying. Well, red rocket. Red in rocket. <laughs> Afternoon <laughs> delight. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. Okay, should we should we introduce ourselves before Anyways. we keep rambling for thirty oh, I f- minutes? I forgot Ramble we were supposed on. to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a rule. Intro, intro. Oh god. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is it me first? Yeah. I I mean you don't have to, but usually we look to you as our leader. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate that. It's because <laughs> spearhead. I have the most paintings in my room, but uh. Mm. My name is Harry Vigo J. Jensen. John I won't Jensen. tell you the second middle name. <laughs> Harry J. And uh, I'm here because my daddy died on January 5th, 2017, year of our Lord, 
because let's see, actually, what happened? Oh yeah, because he didn't want to live in a world where uh, DT forty five Donald Trump was being inaugurated. <laughs> so Donald Trump mm. was inaugurated like a week later, and my dad mm. was like, no. It In his protest. obituary, he said Christian and a Democrat. He didn't say Christian and a Trumper. And those no. are his beliefs. No, no, no. God bless him. Yeah. God bless yeah. him. God bless wow. every single one of us, um, America. But yeah, my dad was a, a true and blue, blue-blooded <laughs> Democratic patriot. And he died for mm. his belief in, uh, I don't know, Bill Clinton. Mm. Blue, and, and you know, blue blood, dis- blue balls. We blue. disagree with Bill sometimes. He's been on a few planes we don't approve of. Sorry, I'm getting political really Ooh, fast. This? Okay, wow. Yeah. We're yeah, going yeah, straight yeah, to yeah. Epstein. We're going yeah. there. This is, we're going. We're, we're coming in hot after a break. Well, didn't All right. Do, do well, you hear I'm Jelaine? so sorry. Jelaine got less years than R. Kelly. Jelaine got like 20 years. R. Kelly got 30. I I actually haven't been Ugh. keeping up with it as of late. Isn't it Ghislaine? Hey, as long as there's, as long as there's a couple of decades between me and her. <laughs> yeah, just Max Jis Lady. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks, guys. rest in peace. Ugh. Rest in peace. Um, I'm Gabby. My mom died <laughs> September 3rd, 2016. And you know what? She died. Uh, you might not have heard this story before. So she got access to a ring. And it was really powerful, but also whoever (laughs) was wearing it would um, go insane um, Mm. and turn into a little goblin who lives in a swamp. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of what she looked like when she died. Yeah, which is what she looked like. Um, Just like two strands of hair crawling (laughs) on all fours. (laughs) So, um, Uh. and she would say something. I don't remember. It was like, Smeagol. My precious. My precious. (laughs) My hospice. My hospice. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so we had to to take that ring away, but she actually pawned it, so we never saw it. But Mm. anyway, yeah, she she died. (laughs) Yeah, that's... (laughs) Shit, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a good plot for a movie. I don't know, though. It could work. Uh, it could work. Yeah, yeah it could yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see the screenplay. Um, My name is Frodo, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Sam the Wise, <laughs> and my mom died. <laughs> no, I, I'm i an Ent, actually. Oh. Any nice. other Ent fans? I, I will say I only watched the first movie. Oh, okay. Well, they're the giant trees. Oh. I, I like yeah. the okay. giant elephants. Do you guys remember those? No like big elephants, or is that three hundred? Not that we're referencing a real movie. Uh, okay, go yeah, on. I think that's three hundred. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, bu- 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 I'm kind of choking right now, you guys. And oh, <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. I, I'm Madison. <laughs> um, my mom died September third, twenty sixteen. Gabby and I are sisters. We are. What Klaus? Um, she. <sighs> How did she die? It's a good question. It's a good question. She, it's a she no philosophical. One knows. Yeah, no one knows. it's a mystery. I actually think that she returned to her original self. Oh. I think that we are just souls that choose to become, we are energy, and we choose to become mm. humans. It's like a thing where it's like, ah, fuck it, should I like return to Earth? 
Should I just do a little stint on Earth? Okay. And really for our souls, it's actually just like a five second thing. Like time is warped, you know? And it's like just something we decide to do. Like we right. get like we get like a whole story of like what we're gonna experience on Earth. So mom was like, mm, okay. I'm a smoker. I'm a joker. I'm a joker. I, I die at forty nine. Fuck it. Toker. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do my little human stint. So now she's actually just back where she belongs. Okay. She's in her normal form. What, what do you so she didn't die, actually. What do, you, what do you think your mom's reaction was when she was like a celestial body? Do you think she was like, oh, fuck yeah? Or she was like, I guess. I guess I'll do this one. This life. I think it was probably like, I'll take it. Yeah, I think she was like, there are some interesting Quick and dirty. challenges. Like this, I could be <laughs> a worse human, you know? There's some interesting challenges. I think she was like, overall, net positive. Net positive. Right. Um, I have some kick-ass children. I'm going to be a mother. That I, I think she was like, cool. Yeah. I'm that I won't be able to raise. Totally fully. rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. What? That I, I said won't be able to that raise. I won't be able to raise, fully. but uh, <laughs> they will watch me die. I'm going to look yeah. like Schmeagol. Okay. Yeah. I like Lord of the Not Rings. Not bad. I'd she like said, to think humans, that's a, good, that's a good creation from the humans, Lord of the Rings. Right. I'd like to think that your mom and my dad like had a meeting. They're like, the you know what? It's going to suck for them, but they're going to have a sick podcast out of this. <laughs> And that's really, yeah. right. that's yeah, yeah, the yeah, bottom right. line is we're trying to get more podcasts slash bands, future bands together. True. Uh -huh, with uh -huh. our yeah, mortal uh -huh. death. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Sages of Death. Yeah, Sages of Death. Mm -hmm. Sages, rounding it back. Rounding it back. On you iTunes know what? Thing. So that's how my mom died, or didn't die, rather. Mm. Returned to her celestial <laughs> being. <laughs> Well, her well, original I, form. I guess I'm not sorry if she's fine, but I'm that, not that's sorry. Cool. Yeah. Is it cliche to say she's in a better place now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but not not if it's like some cool rock and roll heaven, then that that that's pretty cool. If it's like a box, then it's like maybe not. But uh, you know, if she's in yeah. the stars, so that, that oh, it's rock better. and roll heaven. Well, you know yeah. what? She wouldn't want to live on this earth anyway she's right with now. Jimmy because and Janice. Guess what? It's rock and roll. Guess what? Guess Segway. What? what, what? I think I know where you're going. The war on Nick Sticks. Oh. The war on okay. Nick Sticks. My God. Not that she smoked menthols, but... I thought we were going to say the war on our bodily autonomy. You know what? That's true, but honestly, <laughs> I, no. I'm pretty no. sure Girlie was already in menopause, so I don't think that really was applicable. But, you know, okay, I think she would hate it for the us. The grand scheme, Roe v. Right. Wade being overturned versus right. <laughs> Jewel being... Hey, you one know, thing at too. a time, Maddie. One, one thing, thing at, at a time. time. I don't want to get too political. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I know we're not a politics podcast, but we are. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're I, disguised. I sort of pushed us into that uh, with my burning hot take yeah. intro. You did. In a world where even grief is political, yeah, we are a political podcast. Yeah. Actually. Oh mm -hmm. wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. Slam the gavel. Come on. But anyways, we've do got do a couple petitions. Most <laughs> of them are nicotine-related. Jewel banned. Biden wants to take tobacco or nicotine out of cigarettes and then, I don't know, try to turn it into gas. I'm not really sure what his whole plan is there. And then oh, wait. He's going to take the nicotine out of cigarettes? I saw, well, I saw a headline. So I guess there would just be, like, nicotine-less tobacco. It it said like majority of nicotine by like 2023, and then I'm I'm not certain if it's uh. just menthol because like I heard that basically, um, it's it was kind of it started as like a war on Nick as a whole, 
but I think that um, Big Tobacco threw, like, flavored shit under the bus to, like, kind of weasel their way out of it. So they're like, no, just the mint ones are bad that taste like candy. Go after the vapors. And so I think that's kind of what happened, but uh, it's unclear. It's unclear, mm. but Harry's hitting an illicit substance, which is a jewel. I have a jewel. Did so. I have I talked in this podcast about my big speech to the 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 council of Portland, Oregon about <laughs> nicotine? So I used to volunteer. I don't think so. You're a narc, bro. I dude, I'm such a narc. I used to volunteer for the American Cancer Society, and one of their big initiatives was just to bother me. Because, uh, like, I was in college, I was like 20, and then they changed the smoking age from 18 to 21 in Oregon. And yep. I was like, okay, this is working because it's a little frustrating, but I'm still, I got a fake ID, baby. Don't talk yeah. to me. Um, but then <laughs> the Multnomah County Council, Multnomah being the county that Portland, Oregon is the seat of. Uh, the melanoma. The melanoma. Melanoma. Yeah, Melanoma County. Uh, <laughs> 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 they they had a meeting and uh, they asked me to do a little speech rooney about banning uh, flavored products, uh, including mm. like the menthol flavors in in Juul. And so I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do is, I, well, I prepared by huffing my Juul in the bathroom. Yeah. And then <laughs> I went out and I waved my stem <laughs> like this is my Juul, and I can't quit. So it was like half. It was like half an ad and half a condemnation. I was like, with five delicious flavors, it's impossible to get away from the tyranny of Jewel. Try Jewel today and die. And it it was. And then you took a huff. You're like, see, I literally can't stop. My my, gr- my girlfriend at the time. Thank God she hasn't listened to this. She was also a Jewel a Jewel head, and she uh, maybe thought I had more influence than I did. And she offered me sexual favors not to. Not not to try to ban menthol jewel, but damn it, I have my wow. agenda. I won't take uh, yeah. some stroppy lady. No no, no 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 no. I gotta get rid of well, dissuade you. I gotta Nothing get rid of delicious of mango. Yeah. Nothing you came out of it because when I visited you in Portland, you had an ashtray filled with jewel pods, and it looked like <laughs> a pyramid. It was so full. It was like there the were probably corpses. like there were probably like seventy pods in there. My God. Yeah. Well, that's because it was like, a lot. If I ran out, I would do the equivalent of smoking roaches and butts. I would just go through there, and if there's a hundred, <laughs> each of them is half a hit. So you get you get fifty little jewelerinos. And right. That's right. <laughs> and and now you I'm know, back. You know, I. Yep. I've been watching the X Files. There are like five thousand seasons, but there was an episode recently that I watched where. This is a fictional show, but they, <laughs> <laughs> they um, much like this show. Yeah, the government was trying to find ways to make a cigarette that doesn't kill you and cause cancer. And like they were you know, pulling a lot of like money and science into this. Or do I? I loved it. I thought, <laughs> why aren't why are we spending all this time trying to cure cancer when we could just make a cigarette that doesn't cause cancer? Yeah, let's right. cure sure. cigarettes. Sure. Cure no, cigarettes. I think both, obviously. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm cure. kidding. Let's cure cigarettes, though. Like, I like that angle. I, I really do. I Wait, really what? Do. Yeah. But does it go terribly wrong and they use some kind of alien substance? or? It does. So what happened was their one of their test subjects um, ended up, like, being able to kill people with a certain strain of cigarette. Like, because, like, there are, like, oh. tobacco bugs 
And so, like, these, this, this certain type of tobacco bug, like, turned evil, basically. Like, they're, like, a killer tobacco bug. But this one guy is the only person on Earth who can, like, smoke the cigarette without dying. But when he, <laughs> when he smokes this particular strain um, of cigarette, when he blows out the smoke, this killer, like, the larva ends up, like, going into other people's bodies oh. if they inhale the mm. smoke. And Got then it, it kills them. Wow. Okay. So then the larva lodges in their lungs and then uh, turns into, uh, you know, an actual bug. And then they end up coming out of, like, the mouth and, like, eating the person. Sure. Wow. Yeah. They sure. must have just discovered secondhand smoke and be like, that we got to tell people about the evil bugs that you could be inhaling in a, in a, <laughs> in a car <laughs> with rolled up windows. Right. Could have been social commentary on, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Anyways... Could have been. Cure uh, cigarettes. I don't think it was. <laughs> Cure cigarettes. There's a lot of social commentary in that show. That's and our I new love campaign. Julian Anderson so much. I love her too. You, you gotta. gotta. You, you gotta. You gotta. Okay. She's right. We. You know what we gotta do? We gotta get into this episode. <laughs> I know. I know. We have just been. We've been rambling just all over the place. I think well, people like it though. There's a lot in the though. news. You know. Tell us if you like it. Also, we, uh, Roe v. Wade. All if right. Anyone just new tunes into our podcast are gonna be like, wait, I thought this was about grief. It is, and we're grieving the loss of our bodily autonomy and, and our cigs. rights to jewels. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys on Roe's side or Wade's side? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I I think Roe has a really good point. Um, no. But Wade, but Wade's hot. Yeah. We, yeah. We don't, we don't yeah. like that. Let's just. We're not, Fuck we're Mary, not. kill anyway. Roe Wade. Roe Ro Wade, <laughs> Clarence Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, oh well, Talk. anyway, I think it's clear what we think about that. Fuck depression. that. We, we think depression, depression about it. We think depression about it. And, you know, it, depression has depression. been sort of a secondary topic for about 26 episodes in a row. <laughs> but now we're really, we're really focusing down on it. We are on the... Fourth stage of death and dying, which later became the f the the five stages of grief. Quick review: first stage, denial. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was. I'm gonna pretend like that was a Beep. lag on Skype, Beep. but it wasn't. <laughs> denial. Um, second, second stage, anger. Anger. Third, bargaining. bargaining. Give me that, bro. Popping Give tags. me that. <laughs> depression. Four. Uh, depression. Five. Acceptance. Acceptance. That's a spoiler. Acceptance. Yay. That's a spoiler. Wee. Wee. But right now we're we're on depression, Rooney. We're all pretty familiar with that one. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting mm -hmm. that it's it's four in. You know, like yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> like, I, I feel like I had that one maybe front and center. I feel like yeah. it's not so much yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not so much like steps like one two three step four is depression. I think my like it's like a house and like the structure and foundation of my grief is depression. You know, yeah. like th there wouldn't be yeah. any walls of bargaining if I didn't yeah. have a big cement depression basement. You know, if right. grief were a solar system, depression would be the sun, kind mm -hmm. of. And then mm -hmm. everything else revolving around that. That's weird because mine was going to be like, uh. mine is like depression coded. Like it's a candy. Uh, mm -hmm. mm. And you got to mm -hmm. suck through that depression. <laughs> yeah. 
to get to that sweet anger. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got caramel raisins, all the things mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. that. That delicious mm-hmm. hubba bubba lollipop. Hubba bubba lollipop. Wait, what were those called? Tootsie Pop. Tootsie Pop. Tootsie Pop. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a. Clip. <laughs> How many licks okay. does it take to accept <laughs> the death? How of your many father? minutes in do we have to be for Maddie to make a, some sexual innuendo? Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even innuendo, baby. That was that was on the nose. That was on the nose. That was on the clit. Tootsie clit. <laughs> on that, oh, yeah, that was, that was on the tip. The clit. That was right on the bean. <laughs> God, <laughs> on the well, depression-covered bean. <laughs> I'm, the I, I'm, I'm ignoring that. <laughs> Your mom's a human being, or was. Now she's a rock star. What, what, when did she get to the depressy part of it? Because my dad didn't really show a lot of depressy. I think it's because he's a big, strong man from the 60s. Uh, <laughs> or, or 50s? <laughs> S- 50s. 50s oh. and 60s. Hard but to he, say. But he was we like, ah, being sad's gay. You know, he was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Not in front of my goddamn kids. So uh-huh. he got a little emotional uh, in the last few days, but he, he, he wasn't like, he was very into not, like if my, my aunt once recommended, like, do you want to go on antidepressants? And he's like, I'm not goddamn depressed. Just, just uh-huh. my life. My life is just bad. I'm like, yeah. Like I, I, that's it's sort of been a philosophical conundrum for me. I'm like, yeah, maybe yeah. life is bad, or does that mean you can't take them? And I don't know, Daddy. Yeah. I don't know. That reminds me of a lot of people who have anxiety, but they call it worrying. They're like, no, I just worry a lot. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. you mean you have crippling anxiety? Right. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, euphemisms, euphemisms. I think <laughs> mommy was depressed because I remember. I think I remember like. Actually, the first time she got cancer, yes. I think she went on antidepressants. She did. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Because shit was, shit was not great, and I feel like that's also when she started gambling. Yeah. I think it was related. I don't know for sure, but like what I've been able to piece together, I think yeah. After she got cancer the first time, mommy became depressed. Mommy went on antidepressants, and that's I'm pretty sure when like the gambling began which yeah. is i think another another medication if you will another way to cope a coping mechanism yeah because um, like and then also in between her first and second runs with cancer she had a divorce so i think she was also like really depressed during that time like in between i'm not sure about the second time if she went back on them but i remember like sort of having a conversation with her about how i think she went off them because like you know the classic like numbed out whatever Mm -hmm. trope where it's like i felt numb which i don't know how i where i stand on that to this day um even after being on and off them but Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know about the second time around but i think the second time was just like depression overall because it was like i'm dying baby it's getting real yeah i mean i remember i feel like we've brought this up before but the day that she found out um, that the cancer had spread to her brain. It was like right around actually math uh, six years ago. Um, right? Fuck. Yeah, six yeah. years ago. Um, <laughs> whoa, that's crazy. It's about to be six years. Okay. Yeah. Um, anywho, she found out that she had cancer in the brain. It spread to the little brainy brain. And that was a really depressing day. I remember seeing a lot of depression and like, um, 
Because I think that was really kind of the nail in the coffin. It was the nail was in the like, coffin. And I think, yeah, we kind of experienced that because we were with her that day. And I think the next day as well. And it was like really hopeless. Like just very, like she didn't even, you know, we like to say that denial is a huge one for our family. Like she liked to pretend that everything was okay. But I remember that day it was like, no, we're not pretending. Like this is fucked. Um, I know we tried to have like a fun day. Yeah, we, went we to, tried like, to like get, We tried to get like our mood up and like got some ice cream the day she got brain cancer, and it was just like so sad. It was horrible. Like we were like walking by like a lake, and then it was just she was just like wah wah. And we're like, isn't this awesome? That hands <laughs> down one of the yeah. worst days of my life. It let's, was bad. Let's play a board game. Let's days. play a board game. Not operation. <laughs> Different board game. Maybe not that one. Yeah. Let's play life. Nope. Not. It was yeah. horrible. And I think after that, there was kind of a constant state of, I don't know. Uh, the whole thing was depressing for her, <laughs> I think. So the gambling, yeah. the gam, what was, does she casually gamble before uh, the diagnosis or was that like a whole new venture? I think she was a casual gambler. Like she liked to go to Vegas like, my whole family loves going to Vegas. Like, gambling was kind of a always a thing in our family. <coughs> Whoa. Oh, um, uh. Choking up. <laughs> um, like, my family loves going to Vegas. They love fucking pull tabs and shit like that. Like, it's kind of just a normalized thing in our family, casual gambling. But it's unclear about know. the, like, the extremes of her it, Yeah, it was after, it was about a year or two after she kind of got out of the whole uh after she was in remission and um that's when like our (laughs) valuable possessions started to go missing right right. and like money like if we had money you know that would start that that started to go missing and it was like where is our money going where are our valuable possessions going and that was (laughs) i was like 14 you know and she went into remission when i was like 13 i think so yeah 14, 15, that's when yeah. that came out. Um, mm, which, okay. hey, you know, it's... Uh, which, hey, steal your kids' hey, money. Like it, she it, was it doing obviously. the best she could. She was doing the best <laughs> she could. I feel bad that, like, that's how she felt she... Uh, that was, like, her resource for coping, you know? It's... it's I, I feel for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We don't, like... I, I, ju- I was just aware that she was doing it, like once I got older, but I wasn't obviously tapped into that when I was, like, nine years old. I I don't know. She just was gone a lot, which also wasn't super abnormal in our family because we were a hashtag ships in the night family. Um, So home was kind of just a place where we were like, hey, you're here, I'm here, we're all alive. Okay, dinner maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Dinner maybe. Hell yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so what about you, Harry? The I, mean, I mean, what about us personally, I guess? Because your dad was... Well, that's <laughs> that's a yeah. whole other treat. Your dad was anti-depression. Yeah, my dad... I, I know, he was just... I just didn't... I'm sure he was, but he just doesn't... I don't know. There's a lot of men of that... I don't know, maybe when you become a father or when you're a man or whatever, you're just like, I can't tell my kids my feelings or anyone yeah so. right yeah uh, so you know he was kept that pretty much under wraps the the anger mm-hmm. part was boiled out a little bit uh from time to mm-hmm. time but um 
yeah, it mostly translated into things we've talked about before where he would, I found his writings and he would talk about like this wicked world. And so I think he had yeah. just sort of a brutal, like uh, Wittgenstein said, like uh, a depressed man lives in a depressed world. So, you know, if yeah. someone's talking about how bad the world is, even if they don't want to admit that it's a bad inside, like the exterior and interior are pretty much reflections of one existence one right, set right. of phenomena uh so yeah through his writing and other externalized things and his anger at the world and uh the <laughs> the the, in, uh, the the president's uh, all inauguration he thought things were pretty <laughs> bad in the world um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I guess i'm trying to think about yeah, it was it was always sort of a bummer, <laughs> on, a, on a personal note. <laughs> yeah, that dad was ill. But I guess I'm trying to think about like after he died, how long. It took a while to actually become depressed, like from it, like mm-hmm. a few weeks, I think, because partially things were so <laughs> busy. Like they had to plan for the funeral, and then had to go back to school. And then there was a young lady I was wooing. So I had, like, things going on that were exciting uh, and distracting me. Um, So for a while, I wasn't... Like, when my dad died, like, the first thing me and my brother did was what we do in uncomfortable situations. We just started cackling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think I called... Same. I think I called Gabby, and I was like, hey, guess, you know, I was, like, upbeat and... Big uh, news. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what? Um, step, step out of class, young lady. Um, but it, it took me a while to actually become depressed. And then when I did, it was like incredibly dark. It was, uh, you know, I felt like I had no friends. And I reached this point in time where some people like think about depression. And I've been here where it's like, oh, all I can do is like watch TV or something. But I got to several points where I was like, I don't I can't even do that. Like there's nothing in the world mm. that I want to do right now. Like not even even like yeah. doing nothing is a thing when people talk about like watching TV or just eating food or being on your phone or something, but I got to a point where like nothing. There was nothing. So then you're just trapped hmm. just trapped uh in in a world where like nothing is is desired. Um but that actually took a while. That took a while. Like it was such a big relief at first. Um, sort of dipped in, you know, there's a little bit of acceptance. You see that body, you're like, he's definitely dead, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. How about you? Did, did, it's not did a it stunt take a double. while to sink in? Yeah, it's not a stunt double. That would take a lot of makeup, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a Muppet. Um, yeah, for me, I, I don't know if I, I think the depression for me hit when my mom was sick. Like, that's when I remember feeling quite in a dark place. Um, it was, it, I felt very overwhelmed by um, sadness and, and helplessness and hopelessness. Um, I felt very powerless and I felt very disconnected because I was in school. And even though she was like 20 minutes away, it felt like there wasn't, I didn't have enough time. I was working. I was in school. Like, it just, I didn't have a car. It felt like, how the fuck could I get to her? Um, And I just felt 
even though she was only sick for like under a year, I just felt like her sickness was like seeping into my body. Um, and yeah. I just felt really like overwhelmed by everything that was happening. I didn't, uh, you know, in hindsight, I don't think I had a super strong support system and I didn't know how to reach out for support as well. You know, I think that's really mainly what it was. I, I didn't know how to like surround myself with people who could support me. Um, and I didn't know how to support myself, blah, blah, blah. I, that was when I really felt some like, you know, some thoughts of, gee, I think it would be easier if I just wasn't here, you know, like th that was kind of my first run in and really only run in with like those kind of thoughts of like, this is pointless. Um, this is too hard. Like why, why stick around for all this shit? Um, I'd rather die. But then when she died, I think I just felt relief, like you said, Harry, because that because her sickness right. put me into that really dark place. So like when she died, I was like, finally, you know, and um, it really felt like a weight was lifted uh, when she died. I mean, uh, but I felt so sad, obviously, as well. Um, and then but I think when she died, I don't know if I like properly entered a depression, but like just bouts of sadness, you know, and. That stuck with me to this day where I just go through periods of like deep sadness and grief for her where all I can do is cry. Um, but I will say like over the past, you know, almost six years, uh, the, the bouts of sadness have become less intense. Um, I think after like about a year, uh, you know, like some days like I just wouldn't be able to get out of bed. Kind of like you're saying, you know, like nothing would be able to like soothe the sadness. Um, literally just being in a, the fetal position, like in bed, no phone, no TV, like nothing. It just, no, like nothing can bring the person back. So I don't know. Right. That's my experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is actually interesting because I, so our mom, she was diagnosed in like October of my junior year. And little did I know, like, I had already kind of entered my first depression at that point. But I didn't know. So, like, it wasn't really related to her illness at all. Right. I was right. just going through my own illness. Mm -hmm. And but I, it's weird because I was just reflecting on this now. Like, I had no idea what depression was at that point. So, like, I knew that I felt really shitty and weird, but I didn't know like what it was I guess because I had never been like educated on it or gone through it before so like that was already happening and then she got sick and I feel like it just like plummeted and then a lot of like shit was just like changing in my life at that time so I was like the most depressed I've ever been like a couple months after she got sick yeah and I mean it's this is so like stupid, but I actually figured it out through health class in school, like literally because we were doing like a mental health unit and they like <laughs> listed the symptoms of depression. And I was like sitting in that class like, holy shit, because like it was just getting super dark for me. And like I was like, oh, my God, I'm depressed. And I mean, thankfully, since I guess our mom had already been on like antidepressants and shit like she did step in and, like, helped me with that process. Um, 
but yeah, I had never wanted to like end it all more than like that winter. Like mm-hmm. Harry, you remember the new leaf? Oh yeah. I get, Harry visited <laughs> yeah. from college for the first time, like for winter break. And I just kept being like, it's a new leaf. I'm starting a new leaf. It's mm-hmm. going to be new. But I was like so deep in it. Mm-hmm. And n- it was not a new leaf. Also, <laughs> also like a <laughs> number Surprise, of months, it wasn't a new leaf. A number of months later, like I think you, s- you still hadn't like really accepted like how dark that period was. Because like, I remember I was talking about it maybe that summer or something and being like, yeah, you seemed like you were in a pretty like bad place like maybe pretty right. sad and not feeling too positive you're like did i seem that way i'm like you 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 emanated that way right no i actually remember yeah. that because you you said something to me that i was like it really was like putting a mirror back at me that i had never like experienced in that way at that point because yeah. you were like you were like dude you can be really negative you like said something like that you like you're like you can be pretty like nihilistic and like negative and i was i had never seen myself like that like i was like oh, what like no that's not me I, I like i had no awareness of like how i was acting because i mean i just had no experience with it and also like who fucking knows themselves like that at like 16 you know mm-hmm. i was like me me this perfect fucking like pinnacle of mental health over here it was like every 16-year-old hates life. Right, every 16-year-old wants to die. Yeah, yeah. so, mm. um, yeah, you you probably saw some shit, Maddie, too, that I, I had a few breakdowns. Um, I, I remember concerning. talking to you, and I was like, you should get on antidepressants. And you were like, I don't want to get on antidepressants. I've got a new leaf. It's new <laughs> year's new, new leaf. leaf. You picked me up from the bus stop because I was. This was yeah. one of the times that I was managed to <coughs> visit um, mom when she was sick, and you guys lived together, obviously. And you had to pick me up from the bus, and even you driving like 15 minutes to pick me up, like you were like, I can't do it today, Maddie. And I was like, I don't get it. Why? Like just. And you picked me up, and you were right. sobbing, like yeah. hyperventilating. I and could like hardly <laughs> drive the car. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, um, I didn't. I thought we were having a bad day. Uh, I didn't realize we were having an ended all kind of day." Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's when I had like a. I don't know if you remember this, but I was like, "Dude, I, like yes. you're depressed, and like I think yes. you need to get yourself up to a level that." You, you've s- you're in this uh, a sunken I was place in the right now. I know, at th- and at that point, like anyone who's been depressed or that depressed at least gets it like it's it's so hard to s- even see like a, a way out of the hole at that point and like you part of you like doesn't even want to get out of it you know like yeah. it's almost easier to just stay depressed than like the idea of like having to sort of change all your habits and like heal <laughs> yeah. yourself mm-hmm. um so yeah but i did get on antidepressants shortly after that so then i was kind of i was perked up like in the spring by the springtime but then mommy of course spiraled down the toilet and (laughs) so (laughs) things got a little dicey again yeah but it was more of an external circumstance rather than just me and my chemicals yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. but yeah i was Mm. super depressed after too shocker after she died (laughs) yeah it was it was more of just like a numbness though like and i felt i think it was because i felt so isolated by like my peers and everything like yeah that i just felt like i didn't have anybody to talk to about it and no one no one fucking gets me and like just the idea of having to like go 
do responsibilities, go to school, like that was exhausting. I I remember I just wanted to like give up on like my all of my life responsibilities at that time. I didn't want to do shit. Yeah. And I kind of didn't, honestly. Yeah. I don't know how I graduated. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. I feel that when mom was sick, I was super exhausted. And I think my depression also like when things get kind of when I'm not in a good place, I my disordered eating becomes super bad. Um, so I just remember like when I was depressed, mom was sick. Like I was, my eating disorder was at its worst that it's ever been, and like my whole life revolved around food. It was just like the only thing that I really felt control over. So like, right every day I would wake up and be like, okay, so I'm gonna eat this at this time, and I'm not gonna eat this, and like I was so regimented and fucking insane about it. And I remember yeah. thinking like. It really felt like an addiction where I was like, will I ever be able to live a life where, like, my whole life, where every thought truly does not have to do with, like, food. Like, it yeah. was all I could think about. Um, and totally, like, a, I was trying to, like, you know, control what I could. Um, I'm so glad I'm not in that place anymore. Ugh, God, it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, well, this this stuff is, I mean, we, we've talked about it before, but I think it bears repeating, like, you know, I, I also was heavily depressed before my father died and then I mentioned the afterward because I try to parse just the sort of uh, I guess I mean it depends what you think like physiological chemical depression with the more like uh purely like I don't know existential kind of grief but mm. it, it it the it is pretty impossible for people who have we're already depressed before going into an experience like this to truly um, extricate one from one from the other. And I think the language is like is is tricky because um, I used to be like really, I think sort of inherited from my dad, sort of tough self-love kind of thing, really like uh, avoidant of antidepressants after my father died. So I was like, I don't want to treat his death like it's an illness because I should be sad. And then I talked about yeah. that grief group one time. And uh, this other woman in the group was like, I sort of hate that. I hate that because I take antidepressants since my mom died because it helps. So I'm just going to do something that helps. And then I was like, right. shit, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That makes sense. Um, that was a very <laughs> yeah. that was a very short sentence for to change my entire worldview. But um right. because then <laughs> there's those are stuff, like the most yeah. powerful moments though, where it's like you just hear like five words strung together and you're like, Oh, why didn't anyone say that before? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's well, like how did I not think of that? Yeah, how did that um, not occur to me? Right, and that, right. Yeah, you just you're a negative echoed. bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm an old crusty leaf. Uh, but I, it, I don't know. I, I pulled up the definition for prolonged grief disorder while we were talking because it made me Ugh. think prolonged grief disorder is characterized by this intense and persistent grief that causes problems and interferes with daily life. Uh, an individual with prolonged grief disorder may experience intense longing for the person who has died or preoccupation with thoughts of that person. In children and adolescents, preoccupation may focus on the circumstances around the death. It may cause uh, significant distress or problems before daily activities at homework and other important areas. Uh, <laughs> so symptoms can be identity disruption, marked sense of disbelief about the death, avoidance of reminders about intense emotional pain, 
difficulty with reintegration. And so all those things are <sighs> totally normal experiences, which is the problem. Right. This is just so grief. This is grief, which is a lifelong experience. I know. Prolonged. It doesn't just go away. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't get much more prolonged grief than Grief is for death. life. Yeah, yeah, grief yeah. is for life. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah <laughs> death is fuck? forever, baby. Yeah, death is forever. You're pathologizing just a natural thing. Just an, a natural course of events after, like right. that, that comes from someone dying. I am going to piss myself. Uh, I'm sorry. Do we have to insert the toilet sound? No. <laughs> sorry, boom, you boom. guys. I know I was trying to hold out to the end, but I recently saw something and it was like, if you don't pee, if you hold off going to the bathroom as a reward, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to like just get this done and then I'll pee. It's like, that's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Conditioning. Like, just pee. Mm -hmm. If you have to pee, pee. Like, why are you using a bodily function as a body? I, I do that all the time. And I've I know, my pants yeah. in my car four times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, it gets to the point where I have to pee so bad that I don't have to pee anymore. So I forget about it. Mm -hmm. Does that happen to y'all ever? Where, like, you have to oh, yeah, sometimes like, okay, I'll just do it later. And then yeah, you're like, like, you don't. I'm like, did it leak? It like, where'd it go? Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. did my kidney yeah. <laughs> And again, I think we mentioned <laughs> I think I mentioned this before, but the famous astronomer Tycho Brahe died from not peeing. He was at dinner and oh it was God. a formal event. He was a crazy guy. He had like metal eyes or something. Don't fucking qu I can't remember. I don't think what? it was metal eyes. Uh but <laughs> he glass eyeballs. He held uh his pee at a uh a fancy dinner party and his kidney burst at the table. Uh, oh and my so God. how long was he holding it? His body he went into sepsis. Let's see. Killed by holding his pee. <laughs> yeah. He, he's nearly as important as Copernicus. Yeah. Oh yeah. He died 11 days after Tycho what? was too courteous to obey the calls of nature during the hour long dinner. And finally his bladder an burst, hour? which led to death. Just yeah. an hour. Well, also, he was an older guy in the 17th, the beginning of the 17th century. Yeah. So, like, he might have already had some kind of, like, infection, and then his kidney exploded, and then the rest of his body got infected. But Maddie's right. We got to don't die for this podcast, not for the sages of death. It's self-care. Like, if you have to pee, pee. Sure. All right. Well... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, anyway. I'm trying to find his prosthetics. Like, this is important to me. Oh, he... Should I he, go pee? Oh, he had a nose made of wax. What the fuck does that even a, mean? He had a wax okay. nose. So How that. does that even work? That, that, that does not work. That's just fucking... He's what the is original it? MJ. Madame Tussauds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, wax yeah. Museum. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Dude, imagine him, like, ripping a bowl for the first time. He just melts his fucking... It's like, Tycho, you <laughs> melted your fucking nose in the bowl. Yeah. He's, like, he's, like, sniffing a great carbonara. Melts it. That's insane. All right. Where were we in... Uh, prolonged prolong grief disorder. Yay or nay? Oh, yeah, prolonged grief nay disorder. We we're nay. We're nay. We're nay. Because it's just grief. But what's interesting it's is... It's just grief. Other people who, like identify as someone who hasn't experienced a big grief yet they've both sent it to me and they're like oh that's cool right 
So I, I, I think that people see it as like a good sign that it's like entering the discussion somehow. But then the people who are actually like, uh, I, I even afflicted is sort of too <laughs> medical of a term, who experience that are like uh, sort of offended by it. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> <where> I'm like, <laughs> Harry, are you touching something? Is no, why? On the computer, it's very it's tickling my funny it's bone. It's a there's like this noise on. It's like a static oh, noise. Oh wait, it's ASMR. Okay. Th- this is this isn't for the fans. It's just for the rest of the stages of death. But I was accidentally stroking <laughs> this big speak like the speaker. It's kind of giving me tingles. It's giving me tingies. Yeah. Um, Ooh. No, okay, so I heard it described really well. I was listening to a podcast, and the the people, uh, the hosts and the guest, the host and guest touch on grief because the guest had recently lost their aunt, whatever, blah, 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 and they were talking about this new fucking diagnosis in the DSM-5, and the guest so eloquently put it as, like, they're trying to pathologize grief, which is just a natural thing that people experience because getting political, they want us to be desensitized to death because there is mass murder and death happening all around Ooh. us. You know what I mean? Like, and it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like we've gotten to a place, I don't know about y'all, but like when I hear about another mass shooting or something, my uh, my gut reaction is no longer to feel it. It's to shut it off and be like, oh, right. well, another one. And I go numb, yeah. you know? And it's like, I right. think it's just, it's this process of like normalizing something that shouldn't be normal, you know? And like, but also normalizing mass death by pathologizing Gre- like prolonged grief does that make sense yeah it's like something mm-hmm. that where it's like yeah. oh you don't want to get this right yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to have prolonged grief disorder and then it you're you gotta get back like to work baby you gotta yeah. get back to wendy's come on man yeah right. and it p- it perpetuates like the taboo which is talking about death you know it's like people don't want to fucking talk about it and that's why when we drop a banger that's why this is why a banger even exists. Like we, it shouldn't be a banger. Like we should be able to just be like, yeah, my mom's dead, and people are like, weird, Hell yeah. you Duh. know? Yeah, like <laughs> let's talk about it. Like, I don't know, you know, why? Why does it have to be this <gasps> thing where you flinch, um, right? Or gasp, or es- especially in a time where so much mass death is ha- occurring, like right. even just with COVID, like Climate the amount change. of people that have died is like actually so hard for our brains to even comprehend right but it's like everyone's experiencing a collective grief whether they're aware of it or not so it's like this is actually when like true grief work is the most important and like groups and shit because not like some yeah like pathologized version but like people really do need to like be open about this and like work through it and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it it is it's a weird like catch-22 because i feel like there's never been like more death like in our media and just like i don't know there's just been so much shit recently mm-hmm. but then also we're so fucking numb like i don't know it's just like a we need to unearth this unearth grief right and we kind of touched it on this in our uh plugging our grief group grief um, group come through grief group a, a, a few weeks ago we touched on this and it's like um Fuck, now I'm blanking on what I was going to say. Are you going to talk about ritual, the lack of ritual, or? 
not the lack of ritual. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That grief, like grief, isn't just something that happens when someone dies. You know, like right. grief yeah. is something that we experience all the time. Like, yeah, if you right, it's not an you know, event. If you move homes, if you like, if you move an apartment, like that can like in- induce grief. If you change jobs, that can induce grief. If like a breakup, that's grief. You know, a friend, mm-hmm. a friendship changing or evolving, like that can, you know, if you're growing, if you're evolving as a person, you're going to be grieving. Like, y- you know, you have to grieve whatever has changed in your life. Um, right. Right. Like change is grief, I think. And it's like, but we don't have the language to articulate that. Like, we say, like, ooh, I'm feeling weird, you know, or, like, ooh, I'm feeling nervous, or, like, you know, whatever, I'm upset. It's like, no, you're, like, grieving. You're, like, probably feeling some type of grief right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, let's call it what it fucking is. It's okay. Yeah, there's lots of little micro... Like, I'm going through sort of a friend breakup right now, and it's interesting, Uh like, it's sort of like a little... It's sort of like a little daddy do. It's sort of like, oh, this reminds me of my parents' divorce or my my -hmm. big my first big friend breakup when I was fifteen or uh, daddy dying. Like there are similar things where I'm just like, "Eh, it's not that bad. It'll get better. Mm, I'm mad at you. Okay, well, if I do this, if I am really nice to you, then we won't. And then now I'm, then I was very sad about it. And now, I I guess with like uh, sort of smaller things, it's it's interesting to look at the stages like, yeah, like changing a job or moving. Like they don't mm-hmm. a lot, unless you're like a refugee or something, you get fired really traumatically. Like it, it, it'll be, it'll be hard, but it won't rock your life. But the, the things right. that have like bigger impacts, like deaths of really important people or I don't know, losing your home in a fire or some shit. Like you'll see yourself going back and forth through the stages. And yeah. then that's when it could become prolonged. You know, according to people, it's like, oh, well, shouldn't you be done with that? Also, just a little reminder that the DSM does like to make real things pathologies for quite for quite a long time. Homosexuality was in the DSM Mm -hmm. as as a treatable condition. Uh, Insurance companies just want a way because another thing about prolonged grief disorder is everyone has it. So then any psychiatrist (laughs) can say that someone has it and then insurance monies. Uh, insurance monies. Well, I sounded smart for four seconds in a row. Uh, (laughs) Can capitalize off the human experience again. You know, God, we are political right. today. Yep. Holy shit. Sorry, guys. We're right, though. We're fucking right. Well, it's Sages fucking of true. That's why I said Honestly. grief is political at the beginning. It mm-hmm. is. It's fucking true. Like, I don't I don't have as hot of a take with a cited info as you, Harry, about the DSM-5, but I just think generally, like, the DSM-5, mental health, even, like, therapy, experience I've had with therapy, I'm like, this kind of just feels like a money grab. Mm. Like, straight up. Because, like, I've had therapists where I'm like, I don't even think you give a fuck. And, like, people, you know, without insurance or without, like, good insurance could be paying these people, like, $200 for an hour. And it's like, I mm-hmm. don't know. I have my own uh, hot take. But capitalism has seeped into everything. So it's like, yeah, of course, they're going to fucking capitalize on our grief. Yeah. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, they want to capitalize on everything. Everything. Well, I have to treat you. Therapists and psychiatrists have to uh, diagnose you with something. Like when you get an initial report from a new therapist or psychiatrist or psychologist, like there's a little code at the bottom that says what you have. My last therapist, (laughs) he gave me like 
mild persistent depression. I'm like, bitch, give me major depression. Come on. Don't give me. Mild. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, yeah. he gave me like B minus depression. I was like, dude, I'm a fucking star student. You have no idea how dark yeah. my finger paintings get. Like, I, yeah. I am in a well. <laughs> like, I am give me Gollum. the Rorschach, goddammit. My depression. Yeah. My depression. <laughs> I, I, I have the ring. I have the ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, fuck this shit. Yeah, fuck this it's shit. Just, uh, Depression, sadness, grief. It's all a big bundle. It's all a big bundle. But you're not you're not a little sicky wicky. And if you are, then you can get you can do whatever needs help. But it's normal. Right. It's normal yeah. and crazy. It's, it's normal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Then uh, it just it I have so many thoughts. It's just like I know, then it's just the vicious cycle of like making people feel like ostracized or like something's wrong with them because they have this thing, this disorder. Yeah. When it's just like this is just something that is fucking normal and other cultures handle it completely differently and it's actually like talked about and the uh, rituals and community like support each other through it. Like it's it should be much more of like a ritualized experience, I think. And like community based, right. like cause yeah, because that's the Cause thing that with the the diagnosis is that like it the idea of you can be diagnosed with something is you can be treated, and then you're like encouraging people that they can offload their grieving experience on like a professional, on like someone they like right. you, a, a service to get through your grief. Is to be sure. is to be treated for it, you know, and and yeah. I think that just like creates an expectation that it might not be actually helpful to people. No, I feel like it's gonna lead to so much more. Dis- it's destructive. It's gonna lead to more despair because it's like, as we know, because we are sages of death, okay, sages. and we know everything about it. Um, sages, it's lifelong. So it's like it's really just gonna be a it's a recipe for failure, you know, like right. you're never going to be. And yeah, it's going to end up being this whole money making fucking it's a fucking Ponzi scheme. If you ask Ponzi. me, because, yeah, it's like Mm-mm. you're never going to be cured. So you're going to have to keep going back to whomstever you're seeing who's treating you, d- quote unquote, treating you like it's not it's not. No, no, right. no, 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 no. Because You're a little broken toy who needs the $200 <laughs> an hour mechanic. Yeah. I mean, straight up. That's kind of like how I feel about mental illness as a whole. I'm like, there's ways that you can cope and there's like strategies and some type of like solution. But I've like accepted that that's just kind of my life. I'm like, this is just like kind of my brain chemistry. This is lifelong, like even like depression, anxiety and shit. I'm like, there's it. Grief is the same. It's like, there's ways to make it easier to hold, but like, it's not going to go away. Like you can't really cure it. Yeah, right. I think, uh, yeah, it's like just finding it's replacing your toolbox with some new, hot, fresh tools that 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 maybe work better, you know, Tool, right. the yeah. tools that aren't going to fix, but tools that can like help maintain. Yeah. Um, help you cope, help you like move through the world with more ease. Um, Enzo's doing EMDR, which he really Ch- likes. Oh, ja- that's the you hold the vibrating egg, right? <laughs> so I think there are or, like or is that the blinking one? There are different methods, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like sometimes there's like a finger or oh, like yeah, a touch, yeah, yeah. but it's basically like going back into childhood. I I don't want to like fully go into this because we're already at an hour, but um, 
if you want to read about it, you definitely should. He likes it. More en- on Enzo's that. done a lot of different types of shit. I don't know if I'm doxing Enzo right now. Um, well, hey, just just Enzo, say his name a few more times. Shout out to you. Enzo, Enzo. Enzo, Enzo, Enzo. 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 You know what? Segue <laughs> into a good way to cope with your prolonged uh, grief disorder. Fuck. Come Seamless. on down to meet, meet and grief. And the grief group that we host virtually on Zoom every other Monday. Are we doing it on the 4th of July? Did we decide that? I don't know. Holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, check the Instagram, Sound off baby. if we should check do it. Check the Instagram. <laughs> check the Instagram. It's going to be, uh, if not on the 4th of July, that week. So we're going to be doing that. Yeah. Come on down. It's been really we're gonna fun. We're going to be doing really that. Nice. It's and nice. You don't We've need had to a lot have a dead of good parents, people show I up. Feel like Mm-mm. Right. It yeah. Could be. I feel like and, and they don't have to. Yeah. Nope. They don't even have to be dead <laughs> yet. <laughs> let's let you know. They could just. Are we lagging? Let's keep talking, talking over, over each there's other. <laughs> let's keep talking no, there's a little over lag. each other. Um. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a dead parent. <laughs> doesn't have to be someone that's dead yet. Yeah. We have a new topic every meeting, and we just riff. It's fun. It's really healing. We have a good time. Yeah. And we're sages of death. So Yeah, we're we're so sages of the stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sages right. of the stages, album dropping soon. You could say everyone qualifies to come to our grief group because like yes. everyone we're all dying at this very moment. True. We're all True. dying and True. we all need therapy. And you know what? I'm gonna plug yeah. I'm gonna plug one more thing. Guys, oh. I have a comedy show <laughs> in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, July 11th at Zany Chicago. If you live in the area or you don't, boy, do we need your patronage. This, this, uh, <laughs> I, I'm funny on purpose. I try. We're all doing something. Uh, and so, yeah, it's going to be a stand up and sketch showcase. Maddie did the poster, talented graphic designer. Hell yeah. Uh, oh. Plug, uh, plugging Thank her, Thanks for plugging plugging her. Me. get your graphic designs here. Medulla get your graphics, get your illustrations. <laughs> yeah, so I'm come to that, designer. baby. Yeah, July really. 11th, let us know. Come on, come on, do it. Come on, come on. Do yeah, you have something to plug? Uh, I'm just hanging out, but uh, keep rating us on yeah. Apple and Spotify. Yes. It, we love reading these reviews. Shout oh. out to Grateful Griever 420. Yes. Yes. That was really nice to read. 420, thank you so um, much. Yeah, no, hit the five stars. It warms our hearts. We share them in our little group chat that we have. Mm. I yes. thought it was Harry. I was like, is this, did Harry actually send that one? Uh, it, do, it does look like someone either paid for it or or wrote it themselves. And that's why. Right, like, yeah. Like great, Grateful Griever 420, is that like what you go by in your daily life? Like, where, where did this go? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. gotta know. We did gotta you know make the story. account just to rate us? We don't know, but we are, you single? are appreciative. Just whatever. Are you <laughs> <laughs> just whatever. Come to the grief group. It doesn't matter how you Come identify. We're all by. Um, no, I don't know. I'm not going to um, speak for you, Gabby. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. <laughs> don't dox everyone's sexuality. Um, cool. Oh my God, that reminds me I'm non binary. Okay, t- at the tail end, you're uh, right. dropping that. Yeah, we'll we'll move into uh, that discussion. That's a that's a, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a cliffhanger. No one saw cliffhanger, coming. Cliffhanger, cliffhanger. And get ready for next week. Except in the intro, you'll identity politic. Yeah, yeah, identity be, politic. It'll be discussed next time. Okay. All right. Uh, all Ciao, right. Bellas. Ciao, Ciao Bella. Bye. Bye.
beautiful. Bellini Fall. Stay prolonged. Here is Isabella Rosaline. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can right. Stay prolonged. Yeah. Wow. Three, two, one. Sure. Sure, sure, I'm, sure. I'm going to have to edit this anyways. It's totally fine. Yeah. Totally yeah. That was gross. middle of the road. Right. to edit. What? The anyway, like now that she's gone. Yeah, now that she's gone. Let's get to the real shit. <laughs>